listening to Pawnee Public Radio. With your hosts, Hannah and Will. Kaboom, we're back. That's a you kaboom. An episode you just you just blast right in. Yeah, it's good to be here. You just kaboom right in. <laughs> uh, we always well, we always I feel like introduce ourselves so hesitantly. We're always like, "Hey, are you guys still there?" But today I wanted to kaboom in since we're covering the episode kaboom. Yeah, it's a lot of like big house sitting energy. Like just got the keys from under the mat, poking our head in. But you know what? We live here, Hannah. This is our place. Yeah. <laughs> this is our house. We own all the furniture. Uh, kaboom! Let's welcome the guest really quickly. I just want, I want listener, if you're listening, to just be shocked by every turn. I want every turn <laughs> to feel like a kaboom. <laughs> Our guest today is my dear friend, the god of the New York skyline. I am already messing up the <laughs> intro he gave me. I should have written it down. My friend, the best, the most lovable Dude on the internet. Kaboom it, it's Hannah. It's Josh Wiggler. <laughs> Wackaboom. <laughs> the sound of several minds not blowing at the sound of my voice. I don't know. Hey, I'm here. Hey. Yay, hey Josh. it's Josh Wiggler. Ah, thanks for having me on the Pawnee Radio Station. <laughs> I figured I'd use my actual voice on this podcast for the first time. Wow, that's really brave of you. It's for not, all listening who listen to Josh. Like. Oh, it's not what I, I said. I was going like. to commit to no, this bit the no, whole way no, through. No, no, no. Uh, Will, Hannah, that was comedy. That was a bit. Whoa. That was a bit. Uh, it was a joke. It's not you really real. Be taking notes for this yeah, podcast. So <laughs> I just have a lot. I'm already learning so much. I got a lot to teach you. I got a lot of. I got a lot to show you in 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 one 24 hour period. I am going to set this podcast up with everything it needs. To succeed, kaboom style. <laughs> We're so lucky to have Josh here. Um, just, oh my goodness! Just call me Keith. <laughs> they call me Keith Wiggler. <laughs> Josh, thanks for coming on. Hey, well, thank you for having me. Uh, the world is a nightmare. I've heard it's truly a nightmare. Uh, the world is a terrible place, but uh, Pawnee is like the best place on earth. So to have like a 23 minute period of my life earlier today where I was hanging out with the with the Parks and Recreation Department of Pawnee was uh, an unexpected, like true, genuine pick me up delight. So I have to thank both of you for inviting me on and giving me a reason to check out of our 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 this heck hole, this heck hole of a world that we live in that we just got to fill in that pit. I hope the listeners get a similar thing that you did. It is really nice to be in Pawnee with Leslie Nope in charge. Like I like I'm it, it is a comforting hug. And it's my favorite show. So it's a comforting hug that I know all the lines to. I yeah. haven't watched the early days of this show in a very long time. Mm. Uh, I think like you're you're sort of with the podcast right now. I think like Parks and Rec, I feel like the popular opinion on it is like it doesn't really become parks and rec until rob lowe and adam scott show up like that's when the show really starts like to activate as like the parks and rec that people remember um but like so so like to to see chris pratt as andy like 
still kind of kind of fawning over and like this was a little bit of a weird culture shock for me. I haven't gone back and watched this early stuff since the first time I'd seen it. So it did almost kind of feel like I had fallen into an alternate universe. But no, it's just early Parks and Rec. And early Parks and Rec is still really fun. This is a nice still, that's, that's what we've been discovering. Yeah. Is everyone keeps sending in messages like, oh, there are good moments in season one. And now we're in season two and everything just gets shinier and better. <laughs> And, you know, the weird moments of growth are actually really fun to chat about. Yeah, I'm thrilled. It's been great. This was a really fun episode. Well, Josh, Josh and I will, I guess we'll just speak to you. We've we've yeah. known each other for a couple years now. This is awkward. I actually have no recollection of uh, <laughs> having any interaction with Hannah. This is another bit. Like what you want to do is yeah. just like okay. completely negate the backstory. And when does the group game happen, Josh? When mm-hmm. does the when do we come in with like a when group game? When do we get to scene? play in the bits? <laughs> uh, that uh, that already happened. I think we edited that out of the podcast. Is what I Will was referring so to. Now it's I came with a game it... and it didn't go well. How <laughs> <laughs> well, did you guys meet? Josh starring bits. Recap yeah. yourselves. Yeah. The A story of our friendship. Well, it all started about five years ago when I emailed Josh Wiggler and said, "Your career seems cool." You get to do all this journalism stuff and you get to talk about TV. Do you have any advice? And Josh emailed me back. I didn't. That's what I emailed back. The long silence is is what Hannah experienced because I didn't email her back because yes. it was just an email that I received. And I was like, oh, I'll get to this. And it lingered in my inbox for a while. And I was like, uh, well, I guess like, you know, something to the tune of 50 days have passed. So I think <laughs> Too much I, time. I probably ought to just archive this and forget and it I ever thought, happened. I guess Josh Wiggler will just be a person I once, e- once emailed. Yeah. But then I was uh, cast on Survivor. I'm so sorry to the one reviewer that doesn't like that I mentioned Survivor. Uh, we had one reviewer say, we get it. You were on Survivor, but it's key to the story. And so I was in a hotel Doing, uh, picking up random phones they would hand me where a reporter would be on the end of the, the other line. Yeah, they just would hand you. We didn't have our phones anywhere. They would just hand us a phone and go, this is so-and-so from this magazine. Are there cords or these are like multiple burners? Like Just so many burner Whoa. phones. Yeah. And, and they were each phone was in an empty hotel room. Well, and so it's you're interesting in like the sort of in the, in the Zoom era right now with a lot of... Um, the interviews that we do these days, like they'll just give you like a laptop and then you throw the laptop out after you're done with one this call. Was, this was pre-Zoom. <laughs> I mean, this yeah. was 2016. Yeah. Uh, so I picked up a burner phone. I do love burner laptop just as like a premise. Just as, yeah. yeah. You take <laughs> it and then like you snap it in half and it's yeah. very satisfying <laughs> to snap in half. As a quick aside, my grandpa didn't realize that you could reuse SD cards. So anytime he used his digital camera, he bought another SD card Amazing. and just had like thousands of photos of elk. But that's like that, we sorted it's it out. Like that, <laughs> it's like that's incredible. That's very funny. It's like that great line in The Office where Aaron takes a photo with a disposable camera and tosses it into the trash and goes, the one bummer about disposable cameras is you never get to see the photos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I picked up a phone and it was Josh Wiggler was apologizing for never writing to my email. Yeah, because I had gotten, you know, uh, like the day before, like 12 hours before or something like that, I got like the bios and the names of the people I'd be talking to. And one Did of them- Did you consider emailing me 12 hours before? And one of them was, no, I didn't, because I, I, 
you know, back when I was doing this, I really took it like as a sacred <laughs> vow of like, you know, no, I'm not crossing any lines. Like there's a process to this. Uh, but I saw Hannah's name um, on the on the list. And I was like, oh, that's that person was in my inbox for, you know, like 58 days. See, I would ignored. have thought it was so funny if you had emailed me back and said, hey, I'm willing to have a multi hour lunch yeah. with you. How about a week when you knew I'd be a survivor? <laughs> yeah, this is when you really should have. This is offered all the things. Just yeah. as like, just to say, Hannah, this is my, this is like me living my nightmare of not responding to an email. Is that years down the line, I'll be on a podcast with my friends and they'll remind me of an email that I haven't responded to. Is this to me yet. being a jerk? Because I guess the conclusion of the story is I had a lovely time talking to Josh, and then when I got back from Survivor, we had a coffee the night of the the first premiere episode and he was and you were so great and comforting yeah because you but, had seen it early but i do think it is worth pointing out that i don't think i would have given you the time of day unless you were quasi famous so i think that that is you know an first he watched the yeah. premiere and said i'll decide based on the premiere if you're someone worth having coffee with today yeah no at that point already i'd felt guilted enough into the coffee so i think even if you'd had a poor premiere i would have had the coffee Listeners uh, should know that, that Josh has been avoiding eye contact with me for the entire conversation so far. No, no. You see, like, I'm actually, it looks like yeah. my eyes are at an angle. They're directly on you, and I'm trying to, like, mouth with my eyes words, help me, Will. <laughs> Am I, is this help. me not reading a social cue? Should we no. get it to <laughs> No. No, Hannah, it's a really funny start to, to our friendship. <laughs> we've, been, we've been talking for years ever since. I think it's great because I think you're great. And now we, we, we've gone out for tacos back when the world oh, existed. Oh, right. That was a Pink great place. Taco. What was that place? It was so good. It's Pink Taco in Los Angeles. I'm happy to be sponsored by them for the rest of this podcast. I had some it, sort of like a stone fruit salsa deal. They had they have very good salsas. They have very good tacos and really good margaritas. One comes in a pineapple. Oh, that was back when I was still drinking because I remember those margaritas. <laughs> they were very good. They're dangerously good. Yeah. I don't drink often, and I will have two, and <laughs> they're really I sugary. Then, I then took an Uber from that place uh, through the Hollywood Hills to get back to North Hollywood where I was staying. And it was a legendarily uh, terrifying Uber experience as it was pouring rain as the driver had no idea where they were going in the Hollywood Hills, which is like a labyrinth. Um, That's so scary. Yeah. Um, we probably should talk about Parks and Rec, but I could talk more about that if you want. Yeah, I just wanted to give the listener uh, a little backstory. <laughs> and then Will and Josh's backstory for the B story relationship is that they just met. Right. I think you heard, I think people have heard our backstory in real time and I'll say it, it's been, it's been lovely so far. Yeah. Yeah. But the twist is that I emailed you, Will, a few years ago. <laughs> oh my and, gosh. Uh, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I, I have been waiting uh, yeah. a few days. <laughs> I just so woke up this, from this part of the podcast and, and now we're yeah. still recording. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this was season two, episode six, Kaboom. And usually we go through A story, B story, C story. But this one really only has an A story. I realized as we were listening through. There's mm. one main story and everyone else is either in it or they're not in the episode. Yeah, I'm imagining the writers went like very method and like kaboomed the writing of the episode, you know, and just like went right through is my, my very educated guess. Well, 
you you have to catch me up a little bit because we're okay. s- we're still dealing with the pit six episodes deep into season two, which to me feels like a long time to still be dealing with the pit. This is episode twelve overall. Uh, yeah. So the the sort of hilarity of parks, and this is a bit of a spoiler, is the the park itself takes most of the series to be built. The pit, oh, if that's a huge spoiler and someone just fainted in their in their living room or driving or wherever you are. If you're watching um, for the so pit, sorry. though, you're missing the point. You're missing the point. <laughs> you're showing the up every week that, for the pit. <laughs> um, the idea is that government and this like small local government takes a very long time, but in the meantime, you learn a lot of lessons and make a lot of friends. Is sort is the and you learn to rise above the process. But I so, I, I feel like it like it for me it felt like wow I can't believe that like the episode I'm on for we're still in the pit, but then the pit is really you know swiftly dealt with in this episode. Like you're yeah. talking about how there's only an A story, but it's like it feels like they devoted the entire, you know, 23 ish minute run to just like grabbing a forklift full of dirt and just plopping that into the pit. <laughs> it's like, all right, we're done with the pit. Let's get out of the pit. Let's stop this. Yeah, I think it, it really it's a it's a you know, you talked about like how this the the early seasons feels like a different world. Um but it's kind of starts when the pit becomes a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's, we usually walk the listener through the basics. Uh, I guess we'll all do this together this time. Um, but it starts with a very funny opener where Leslie Nope has some weird purchases on her credit card. And uh, they start reading them aloud. I thought it was interesting this episode. Leslie is currently dating Cop Dave. I don't know if you remember him, Josh. But he's... Is that a Louis C.K.? It is. And we've talked about the complications of Mm. him being the cop. And so we kind of just call him Dave. Yeah. But if you remember him, she technically is dating him still. But there's a lot of jokes that make it seem like she's very single during this episode. And there's no mention of him anymore, which I just thought was... Who's the body pillow of again that she Daniel has? Daniel Craig. Yeah, that's a good body pillow. To yeah, have, I feel like. <laughs> I think it has like sort of like this ice cold death stare that it would give you like if you woke up in the night because I feel like that's what Daniel Craig sort of has like that ice cold death stare. He'd be a scary man to wake up to. I yeah. think so. I think so. I actually <laughs> think you know I'm, I want to walk it back. I think Daniel Craig is maybe an undesirable body pillow choice. Unless you like took the body pillow and put it at your window if you got scared at night to scare off intruders. Or if you have like an internal rule where like, all right, when I wake up, I'm up. Like, it doesn't matter if it's three in the morning. It doesn't matter, whatever. And then like, so you wake up and you lock eyes with your Daniel Craig body uh, pillow and you're like, okay, I'm up. That's My terrifying. level of fear is connected to what the arms are doing. If they're like uh-huh. sleek and a part of the, if it's like a streamlined Daniel Craig, that's one thing. But if the arms are like loose and out and active from the body, then I think it's a slightly Well, I think this is a really good question that we should speculate on a little bit Mm -hmm. further is like the arms of the Daniel Craig body pillow. Do we expect them to be like, like proportionate arms or are they kind of like, you know, sort of like extra long or are they just like little, like little flaps of hands that are on like the side of the pillow? Like what is do we a, think the arm is it a, pillow, a body pillow that you and you alone can spoon or is it a body pillow that can spoon you in return that's like my spoon big you cue. back spoon yeah. you back yeah 
Maybe it's got uh, like um posable appendages so that like it can like hook onto you. Like it's got like sort of like the, the gumby pokey style posability. That would be really comforting, yeah. Yeah. As much <laughs> as the analysis may um seem otherwise, this was just sort of the standalone opener until we get into the main kaboom storyline. <laughs> it was not the Daniel Craig pillow. Um but something happened here. Hannah, I texted you about this. Uh yes. earlier today. You uh, said remind you. I of texted your Will here. I texted Will about it too. He didn't respond. Um <laughs> but there so watching the episode uh this morning and watching the opening credits, uh and I and I see uh, uh Paul Schneider on there uh as Brant Danowitz. Uh and I uh had forgotten the name of the actor. Uh and I was like, oh Paul Schneider. Wow, oh, that's so weird. I always, I guess like I I never remember Paul Schneider because I just think of Paul Shear. And then Paul Shear showed up on the show. Like I literally had that thought. I went from Paul Schneider to Paul Shear, and then Paul Shear appeared on Parks and Recreation literally the very next second. And the next so second. it was this moment where, and this is what I said to Hannah, it was like it was one of those like classic narcissism moments of like, oh, I do control the world. Uh, <laughs> yes. Like the world is an image of uh, like what's happening inside of my head, which means like I'm I'm a dark guy. Yeah, yeah. You 2020. <laughs> you need a place to point. Point at Josh Wiggler. Yeah, maybe I should be watching more Parks and Rec because I'm clearly uh, off your game. Dark, the dark heart is happening yeah. within within me. Um, dark Night of the Soul. So. Yes, both Pauls. But, you know, it's, it's so we start the main story with Kaboom. It's this fictionalized charity on the show. It's actually a real charity that builds playgrounds. Um, if you look it up, it is a real charity that quickly builds playgrounds. But on the show, it's a fictionalized charity. And uh, our, our, you know, our main cast of characters, uh, Ron, Tom, Leslie... Um, and they're all volunteering in Eagleton to build a playground in a day and sort of getting energized by the quick playground. And, um, in pops it, in pops up Andy, who Josh, you may not know this. We haven't seen him in a couple episodes. When, uh, when was the last time you all saw Andy? Oh my gosh. That's a great question. At least two eps ago. Okay. So he's been, at least yeah. no. Let's see, Sister City. He wasn't in practice date. Not there. He was in Beauty pa- Pageant. He was. But he's he been. Was, he's he been on. Watching. He's been on this season so far. He's been on this season. He 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 was uh, digging holes to China for a couple episodes. Him and him and Anne broke up. So him and Anne broke up. Yeah. He started living in the pit, and then in this episode, he pops in because he's been doing a lot of volunteer work. Did we to know, get the free food? Did we know he was living in the pit until this episode? We did know, but this is the first episode we've learned he's living indoors now. Not to brag, right? Yeah. But this is the first episode where he has revealed he's living with Burley, a member of his band, and now he's been going to charity events to take the food. Right, and he has a tarp. Um, and his guitar. And so, uh, yeah, it's the the first part of the A story is just Leslie and Anne feeling real energized because they, as Josh points out, have been trying to fill in this pit for a, a bunch of episodes now. Um, yeah. yeah. I think if that... You could bu- Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, if you could build a playground in a day, like how hard is it to fill a hole? I think must be sort of its big playground energy. That's the uh, that's their thoughts too. <laughs> it does. It does, I felt the way I feel anytime I go on a little kick of watching like 
like supercharge your productivity YouTube videos or it's like wake up, put an entry into your bullet journal, get started, get fired up and go for a run. You know, you guys ever do that? <laughs> or it's no, but I would self. like you to send me the links to these videos. Yeah, it, I'm I could pretty... use that. I actually just wake up and feel slow as molasses yeah. these days. And that's what well, you're you supposed need Paul to do. Shear, yeah. You <laughs> need Paul Shear to come and shout at like encourage you, which is what his role is. He's the leader of the charity kaboom. And then you need Paul Schneider to come and say, don't end up like me in the other corner. <laughs> Yeah, it really is a tale of two Paul uh, yes. You know, you really got on one end like supercharged Keith, and then on the other end, you sort of just have uh, whatever's going on with Mark Brandanowitz, Brandanowitz. <laughs> um, so we take the tale of two Pauls, and Paul Shear has inspired Leslie Nope to kaboom the pit project. So she decides to hold a meeting in the Parks Department and say, how do we kaboom it? Um, and other Paul, Paul Schneider, Mark says, just fill in the pit. Now he's a controversial character, but what do you think of this advice, Josh? Uh, I think that this advice is like the reason why we're in a global disaster. (laughs) So So I think it's bad. (laughs) If you were about to point your fingers at Josh to blame for 2020, let's instead point them at Mark Brandanowitz. I mean, like, Um, just do it. Yeah. Don't go through any process. You know, don't. Just no get safety it, guidelines. Just, just completely get it done. Just fill in the pit. Why not? You ask so, for, for forgiveness later. It's like, oh, well, that feels really dangerous. And it, like, it yeah, dangerous. it's an imperfect system. But like, maybe you want to like find the the wait for it hashtag wiggle room within the system um, that that you can maneuver rather than just like blowing up the system and filling in the hole. And mm-hmm. then being like, yeah, I filled in the hole. What of it? Like, that's how you pour a big forklift full of dirt on people. Um, which is what happens. So basically, Leslie hires a forklift guy and puts on a really uh, weird accent to block to mask who she is. She has a great uh, pseudonym. I forget what it is. Oh, my God. It's like Mrs. Mrs. Blarneydin or something <laughs> like that. I don't know. She's, she, we've heard this accent before. <laughs> Uh, from from Amy Poehler's uh, repertoire of Leslie Nope voices, um, but she gets a hard one. One helmet says hard, the other says ass. She puts or on the kick ass, ass one. Right? Is it hard? Kick ass, ass, kick yeah. ass, yeah, yeah. So they got they um, have then, the hats on, and uh, <laughs> yeah. pretty pretty immediately, Andy gets gets just like a head a head full of dirt, <laughs> and um, he's fine. And then yeah, like, gets a second dumping. This, this is pre Marvel Chris Pratt. This is it a, is very much pre Marvel. This, this is like Chris Pratt before he's been Marvel fied. Uh, this is Chris Pratt before he's, uh, you know, he's gone to Jurassic World. Uh, and yet Chris Pratt still just like takes like a forklift full of dirt like a champion. Like, I yeah. would love to know how they filmed that because it looks pretty real that they just like shower him. It a, looks rough. They basically, a, for the listener who's confused, they they he was in the pit laying down because he took a nap. He doesn't live there anymore. He just <laughs> went back for some of his items, took a nap. So when they dump the dirt, he falls. And then we have a very funny cut to a sort of beep, beep, beep hospital scene uh, where Andy is fine. He's just unplugged himself from the machine. Yeah, we get the line, anything is a toy if you play with it, which is honestly like my motto <laughs> for mm-hmm. my life. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, but then we get 
Uh, Andy, so Leslie goes to say sorry to Andy in the hospital, and they both lawyer up with the most, like, cartoonish versions of lawyers I've seen on TV in a while. Is this the the first H. John Benjamin sighting on Parks and Rec? Yes. We haven't had... That's one of the actors (laughs) that play the lawyers. Yeah, so Scott, who is, uh, who is Leslie's lawyer, uh, is played by H. John Benjamin who is a prolific voice actor, uh, who is uh, uh, Bob of Bob's Burgers. Oh, I hear Uh, it. I hear it. He he was um, Coach McGurk in, I think it was Home Movies was what that was called way back in the Adult Swim days. Sorry, I'm old. I remember that one. (laughs) Uh, He was the can of, uh, he was the canned vegetables can in Wet Hot American Summer. Uh, He's been in a ton of, he's Archer. On the uh, FX Which animated of his series, other characters Archer. are most like this character. <laughs> um, well, all of his, he, you know, one of the things he does is he has this very reliably dry delivery. Uh, like that is what H. John Benjamin does. So his characters are often very different, but they always have like that sort of same dry, that same dry monotone <laughs> delivery about it like that's just what h john benjamin does i feel like his Uh, acting process is like not like not shaving for three days and then loosening his tie and then he's good to go it's always strange like snaps into character (laughs) it's always strange to assign like a human flesh and blood body to h john benjamin because he's just like the disembodied voice of so many different people for me uh that every time i see him uh as as an actual human being it's very very strange uh, so he is legion. Yeah, yeah, yeah he is legion. <laughs> I You're wonder right. if that's how the listeners feel about us now, since they listen to us on the podcast. Like, if they met us, would they be like, "Whoa, put that body away"? Yeah, put the body. We just away. want your voice. Get rid of that body. I just want to hear it. I, I, I hear it, used y'all. to feel that way about Garrison Keeler, and honestly, now more than ever, put that body away. Oh, <laughs> man, yeah, I know that's so disappointing. Yeah, get shit. it out of here. Um, but wait, so is. H, hit me with those initials again. This beautiful lawyer. H. H. John Benjamin. H. John Benjamin has, I think, truly an incredible term, turn and term limit as a character in this episode. (laughs) Um, We talk a lot about just like how we love all the featured extras in this, but I think he, it's like a star turn. He's like the perfect no energy to Leslie's yes at every turn uh, in this scene. And just like doesn't let her apologize and doesn't let her act on any of her just her impulses. And like the way he like interferes with everything. Yeah. Where like we are really, really don't yeah. don't say that. Yeah. <laughs> Can't say so situation. There was a situation. <laughs> We're not conceding that there was a situation. So I'm a person no. Um just a voice. Yeah, it is just really funny how now knowing that he is a cartoon for a lot of his things, how cartoonish the lawyer is makes more well, sense. Well, I mean, so so much of the of the work of that character, especially in that scene where Leslie goes to to Andy and like is visiting him in the hospital for the first time and does like all of her impulses are very Leslie Nopey, where she just wants to like comfort him and like apologize and like I can't believe I you know forklifted dirt on your <laughs> on your on your human body, uh, let alone your voice. Uh, that like his role there is uh, that Scott's role, the character Scott by H. John Benjamin is really reliant on like voice acting work because it really is about like that comedic timing of just like coming and being like, no, nope, don't 
we didn't concede that. That's not the point. Uh, like that's that's all I think really within uh, his his regular he, uh, his regular work. As a boy he's set. also kind of like the perfect personification of the red tape that Leslie was trying to <laughs> avoid. Like suddenly yeah. she has to spend yeah. all this time with like the embodiment of small government bureaucracy. <laughs> like <laughs> it's really fun. Yeah. Yeah. And then we have Andy's lawyer who is also sort of a mirror of him telling him to sue the city for upwards of $100,000. Who is taller? Let the let us just make a moment to note that he's taller. Let us know in the comments below. <laughs> yeah. Um I love this net. I mean, you know, Leslie gets in trouble with Ron and then um decides to try to uh talk to Andy one on one and I love this bit of just like Leslie doing different voices to try to get <laughs> Andy to answer the phone. She's yeah. like there is an emergency at City Hall, <laughs> Andy Dwyer. Please report. Like it's just like Amy Poehler getting to do improv. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't even know what to say other than Amy Poehler is exceptional. I mean, she's just exceptional anyway. But she is the character of Leslie Nope is just one of the most satisfying characters in the history of characters, uh, and. So much of it is because, like, Amy Poehler just, like, imbues her with this tireless energy of, like, there must be problem solving to everything, no matter how ridiculous. I will keep going. I will not exhaust options. Options are not to be exhausted. Options are to be mined permanently, endlessly, forever. So she just, like, calls him, like, a thousand times. Because in different things, uh, your your aunt, your mom or dad's uh, <laughs> sister has passed. Yeah. Uh, so many. And it is, we were talking, I mean, since you started with this being an earlier season, we, we've we discovered that in these early seasons, Josh, that they've, they've fallen and they've started to fall in love with Leslie. Like Amy Poehler mm. has helped them fall in love with Leslie. And so the show has started rooting for her, which is part of why it's getting better was in the in the first few episodes will was that not the case with with leslie like i, I guess i don't remember yeah. is she like kind of more like antagonistic almost we talked a lot especially in season one there's this feeling that they've tried to create like a michael scott character with sure, sort of like yeah. a female or leslie like skin <laughs> Like they really are just like trying to like, but yeah, (laughs) cookie cutter the office on yeah, and and sort of like incompetent in the same ways that Michael is. Um, Whereas like Leslie, there are more episodes like her catching more flack for not being good at her job, and then it seems like in second season they start to transition to having the jokes be about you know maybe the incompetence of the the officials around her or the world, and actually she's really good at her job, and it's frustrating that she can't do it. Um, yeah, I mean, like, hyper-competence is her superpower. Yeah. That and her capacity to eat waffles. <laughs> I think what I loved uh. with all the phone calls, too, is we see her, like, trying to problem-solve without having a plan, which I feel like is, like, the epitome of, a Leslie, of like, jumping in and trying to fix something without knowing how she's going to do the it. The plans will reveal themselves. Yeah. <laughs> but then the plan and the plot thickens. She realized that she needs help. So she goes to Anne, who commits to helping before realizing that she may be in over her head. And everyone agrees that they're not going to kill anybody, which feels like that also kind of, you know, lets you know what kind of show. No one's one's getting murdered. No one's getting murdered. (laughs) Which is good. I feel like I feel that way anytime I start, you know, 
I start a new plan. It's good to lay like know where everyone's boundaries are and be open with your communication. Um, so they're, they're trying to get a hold of Andy and Anne calls him and he like immediately, he immediately responds and shows up at her house. Fully clothed. Fully clothed. Or, so this yeah. is, or, oh my gosh, let's describe what we saw. Uh, so it Chris, was just this is nudity. funny because Chris Pratt showed, d- decided to method act and showed up without actually naked. And so that reaction of Amy Poehler's is genuine. Oh, really? Yeah, this is a behind the scenes of this scene. <laughs> sources? Where he actually, Do we have sources here? Is this true? Um, I'll, I'll <laughs> add my sources in the bibliography at the end of the... <laughs> The episode. You but should yeah, make sure no. you're updating the Wikipedia entry for this episode. <laughs> Otherwise, it won't be official. I'll do it as we podcast. Okay. But yeah, he showed he actually showed up naked. So her well, what it was actually real. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. Out. Yeah, I don't know how I. That's that's both like very fun and also I don't know if I'd want my coworker to play that joke on me. <laughs> yeah, it feels like a very Andy. Thing to do in like terms of like early Andy, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Deeply. Also, that potentially way. that like he has no more clothes because they all got like eviscerated by the dirt pile that <laughs> fell upon his abode. <laughs> so it also might just be out of necessity that he's shown up in the one suit he has left. His birthday. I will attire. say this: this episode had like two of my favorite walks in it. I love Keith's walk, the kaboom guy, just like the very. <laughs> Like intentional kind of like bounce. And then Andy's little like hop hop run of like tushy kicking (laughs) (laughs) to get a little bunny. It's like really, really good. Yeah. It's just good physical comedy. And this is a big this is actually a big episode for Andy. He has a big redeeming moment at the end, the last part of the story, where he decides to hatch a plan with Leslie and together uh they trick they trick their Bob's burger lawyer. Yeah. yeah, but the truth is he probably should have sued the city for <laughs> upwards of $100,000. But instead, he gets a job filling in the pit, which he says is his one condition to not sue. He should have also had cults. a condition of, uh, I do require some money for the damages caused. You and did, maybe the medical bills being paid would have been nice. Yeah, you did dump forklift filled with dirt upon my head. Um, it then has, and- I think, my favorite out, my favorite like bumper of the reveal that Keith of Kaboom doesn't actually run <laughs> a charity. It's just an elaborate prank. Yeah. <laughs> and part He's- of it is like, he doesn't quite understand how pranks work, <laughs> but he tricks hey. people into building uh, playgrounds and abandoned lots in their in their neighborhood. Yeah, he says his his next prank is he's gonna go build a hospital in a poor part of China, and then he like sails off on his speedboat. And I don't think you ever see him on the show. You never again, see him right? again. <laughs> We've had two episodes in a row with great guest stars that you never see again. Uh, that's really messed up. It's not all right. Um. I could see Jeff Probst being like a Paul Shear guy, like a prank charity dude. There's an argument to be made that, uh, you know, survivor that there's, you know, there's common threads here. <laughs> I'm not going to make the argument. Yeah. I feel like I've said my piece, <laughs> but the argument could be made. Josh, we always ask the guests when we've 
you know, had someone on and we've done a specific episode. Like, did you like it? Did you like this episode? Are you glad this is the one that you're yes. on? Yes. No, I, uh, I, I really do. I, I really did feel like the, the full truth is like, oh man, a season two episode. All right. Well, I guess it'll be interesting to go back and watch early parks and rec and just like, see like how much worse it was from the rest of the show. And there are meaningful ways in which it is different from the rest of the show. Um, but one of those ways was not the fact that like, this is a very funny episode of TV and it's a really, really, really great Leslie episode. Um, And Parks and Rec has such a deep bench of characters, both in terms of the regulars and the recurrings that are so, so fantastic that it's really hard to determine like who is the best character or who is your favorite character. I really think it is, um, you know, the rewatch that I do, uh, which is our post show recaps, we do the lost rewatch there. And it's like a similar struggle where um, Mike Bloom and I, Mike, who, who hosts it with me, um, we both just like love so many of those characters. Like it, it starts the whole show with 14 different series regulars. You have like 14 series regular choices to choose from in terms of like who's your favorite or who's like your handful of favorite characters. Parks and Rec's bench is not quite that vast, but it, it still feels very, very, very deep. So sometimes like, Ron Swanson is going to be the one who I'm going to go to just because I love Nick Offerman. Um, but I, I have found more and more like in my in my consideration of Parks and Rec that Leslie Nope is the character that I'm constantly going back to. Mm. Uh, and so for this episode to have been such a strong Leslie Nope episode uh, was was not a, not necessarily like a huge surprise, but like a real delight, a real delight and maybe something I wasn't quite thinking about because i do just sort of associate the early parks as sort of being like its own show um, I'm, I'm glad because even yeah. we just dis- we discovered that like even when leslie nope is more michael scotty she has these moments of being still herself like even in season one she has this moment where she f- holds this meeting she has to filibuster it she fails and she goes this is hard and some guy goes like screw you park lady and sh- and she says did you hear that? He called me Park Lady. Like yeah. even in the early season, she has the joy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that the thing about Leslie Nope that I'm I'm glad to see. Like this is one of the things. It's like I'm glad to see that they they did discover this early. Is that a a huge part of why she is a funny and successful character is like the same stuff that makes her like a successful character within the universe of the show. Uh, like. So to, to like map it on to, to my wife, Emily, who is like the most hyper competent human being that I know, um, she is often like also the funniest person I know. And it is largely because of her hyper competence, like her hyper competence creates these scenarios that are utterly ridiculous. Like she busted um, uh, there was a, there was a, a garbage truck that came by our neighborhood. Uh, came through our neighborhood and we had just in in New York and we had uh, just recently signed on to like um, our our building signed on to like a food waste plan where we were like dumping our food waste into separate bins so that the food waste could be dealt with in like an appropriate and environmentally safe way. Uh, And the the bins were destroyed. They were destroyed. They were taken. They were eviscerated. And the funniest Emily Fox moment of that year by far was watching the security footage back of Emily on a security cam going outside, waiting and watching and seeing exactly what had happened, that they just destroyed the bin rather than take care of it properly. 
And like she like chased them down. I was like, hi, I'm from that building. I don't know if you happen to know what happened to the food waste bin. And she just like went really in. And it was unbelievably. It was both hyper competent and really, really super funny. And I think that that's when Leslie Nope is at, at her best is like when it's her can do spirit, her hyper competence that the show is leaning into as a source of comedy. It's like her anti Michael Scottness because I'm not a huge, huge The Office guy, but I never think of Michael Scott as like a mega competent character. Uh, so it's it's better to lean in a different direction. And I think Amy Poehler just does a ridiculously great job. So uh, that was that was the big delight of the episode for me was more than anything. Like there were a few moments that were just like, oh, I forgot about that. I forgot about that. But the the Leslie Nope through line was really consistent with what I think of of that character. Like when I reflect on this show, I just think about how much fun and just how great at and like enthusiastic about her work she is like that very aspirational to be as enthusiastic about your work as Leslie Nope is about hers. Yeah, I think mm. in terms of of characters like coming into their own too, I think this is another this rewatch I've really been watching Jerry's journey of how <laughs> how he like evolves into the the office punching bag. And I think this moment, I mean, we get the line let's all pretend Jerry wasn't born, which is like <laughs> <laughs> like a series-wide like heightening of what he's done up until this point. And it it's just it's just a reminder too of like how like that was a discovery for the writers, I think, of mm-hmm. how how they could write about this character and how sort of harsh on Jerry uh they could have the other characters start acting towards him. And yeah, and just his sort of you know, like wide-eyed innocence taking it is yeah, it's just I think brilliantly done. Um but this this felt like a great episode for Jerry to the use permanent markers. Or that doesn't yeah. erase. <laughs> yeah. And then the end where she goes, this better be a good idea. I will say, though, in a reminder that this is still season two, I missed my, one of my favorite characters, which is April has disappeared for the episode. Donna as well. But it's just like when Mark gives her the advice, don't you just wish like if this were a later season, it would be April that would just tell her to do it yeah. and screw everything. Wikipedia tells me. Right? It's the it's the only episode she's not in, uh, which was a surprise. To me. Yeah. Wow! Yeah. So I don't have to miss her for long. Yeah. Is what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> so. Incredible. Uh, yeah, I think so, if she was giving that advice, like that feels like April has very Brandanowitz level advice that she could have laid upon upon uh, upon Leslie. Like that that was definitely like uh, chaotic good. Is what Brandanowitz proposed, and I feel like. Uh, that is in line with with April Lundy. Well, part of what we've tracked with him too is in season one when when Leslie's supposed to be more of a Michael Scott character, Brandanowitz is often rolling his, his eyes at her as if she's Michael Scott, and now is sort of the support. So that's it's it's. How did you feel about having Mark here, Josh? It's been a while since you've seen him. I don't like him. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it. It's weird. It's like uh, alternate dimension stuff. You're not supposed to be here. Uh, one of the things also that I that I always uh, was waiting for was because uh, I think like he, he's, we're allowed to talk about the fact that he left. He's he's off the show. Yes, we've revealed. That okay, so he's listener. he's off the show. Uh, and like, have ca- we will wait, or did we just kaboom their minds? We might have just kaboomed, but I think that's 
I think that's okay. Yeah. Can, should I take it back? Should I walk you, this back? Once something has it, kaboomed, no. there's no... Yeah, yeah, well, that's really like no walk. A move yeah, walk Mark back. gets Mubak? on a plane. Yeah. Mark gets on a plane with a bunch of strangers. They land on this deserted island that seemingly has magical powers. If you want to check out Mark's journey, check out Josh's other Down podcast. Down the hatch. We talk, yeah. we talk about Mark Brandanowitz every week. He's recast uh, so as a smoke was, monster, but mm-hmm, still does an incredible yeah. job. Still him. <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, Paul Paul Schneider, not Sheer, is very, very good uh, on Lost. And so that was very strange for me to, to watch him here. It's like, this is not your show, man. You're supposed to be on the other one. He's on a, he's on like a Lost-like show right now, isn't he? Like Tales he? from, it's some Amazon Prime show where it's, uh, I think it's- Tales from the Loop. Tales from the Loop. That's like based off of a painter, I think. He was I also in Nosferatu. Yeah. Whoa, he range. is a drama actor, <laughs> from what I understand, and I'll cite my sources for this, but I believe he always wanted to be on a drama show and maybe wasn't the happiest in comedy. Um, yeah, well, uh, bad news. Uh, <laughs> hasn't really. The joke's on you, Brandana quits. <laughs> Looking at that, um, that very thin uh, filmography, all things considered. Whoa. Does he listen to the podcast? Because now I feel bad. <laughs> he's he calls in a lot. Um, he's a big fan of yours. He will be calling in. We'll get a call uh, from. Yeah, I haven't responded to his email either. <laughs> is that why you don't like him? He reminds you of the email. Hey, Josh, this is Paul. Just no. curious if you have any career advice. This was right before he quit Parks and Rec. Yeah. So you could have. It's my. I could have stopped him. it. I could have stopped. Yeah. It. Uh, no, if that was a prereq for whether or not I like or dislike a person, I wouldn't have anyone in my life. Because uh, I just don't, I'm very bad at email. Very sorry to anyone who's listening to this that I owe an email to. If you're listening to this, you want an email back from Josh, just uh, Survivor will be filming again in spring of 2021. <laughs> yeah, I'll have nothing to do with it. So that'll so be great. that's not a good, yeah. uh, that's yeah. not a good path. <laughs> what show should they be on so that you'll, you'll end up interviewing you like them? Probably something that's like a, a good scripted genre show. Uh, Cause that's mm-hmm. really my, my beat for the day job. But I, I do have to emphasize like a good, good to higher than good. So if you're a, someone who wants to reach Josh, just become a successful you actor. You have to succeed. You have to succeed. You have to have a, a, a either like a, a, a sliver of fame or the promise of fame. Um, otherwise, I'm probably just going <laughs> to uh, uh, stonewall you. Until, I'm just, I, until I, I see a personal advantage in fostering a friendship. I know this is a good episode for Jerry. I'm just glad that Chris Pratt is back, honestly. It it feels really great. I know it's alternate universe, but it explains a lot of the future seasons when he's pursuing somebody else. Why it takes so long for that person to accept. You know, I think there's a lot of future seasons that make more sense when you've watched these early alternate universe seasons. Yeah, I think in the comic book adaptation of Parks and Rec, this is his origin story. You know, mm-hmm. it's like Pitman gets dumped on radioactive dirt, just regular dirt maybe. You know, we can we can keep workshopping it. I but, believe yeah. uh you know Superman was naked too at the start, no? We all uh, are, Josh. Yeah, we all are. You know? So uh this does feel like a, a true birth for, yeah. for Andy Dwyer. 
the rebirth, just yeah. so much dirt and like metal, it seemed, dumped on his head. Yeah. It's bad cuts. Yeah. We know he gets, yeah, a full, full concussion, right? Any concussions yeah, in the house it, tonight? It seemed like a full concussion. Yeah. So Will and I, with concussions, we had a weird experience in college, Josh, where every we were a part, we were both a part of this like improv team. There were four improv teams in college, and everyone started getting concussions, like one after another, different reasons. Do you remember that year, Will? I mean, barely, because I was one of the people who got a concussion. But yeah, I do remember <laughs> a little bit. Like object work was, was just like, too intense. Yeah, <laughs> there was like seven people who got concussions. One got dropped in an audition. One, a girl on my improv team tripped and hit her head on a glass door. Concussions are really bad. Yeah. yeah um, I've been concussed before. Um, and in fact, um, after we record this podcast, I have to record an episode of Lost Down the Hatch in which we're going to be discussing a concussion. Two concussions, I believe. Um, so, yeah, I had a point, but I forgot it. That was also... <laughs> A joke. Uh, wow. Three in one also, episode. We got to yeah, put a, gotta put a content a little, warning on this one. <laughs> just a little bit. Do you of, think he doesn't sue because he's too concussed? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that could be part of it. Leslie takes it really personally, the suing of the city. She also really takes advantage of Andy because he, yes. again, we should say he should sue the city. <laughs> he he uh, he should have gotten paid for what happened. to him. Like, I love Leslie, but uh, yeah. He's absolutely owed a healthy sum of money for getting dirt and, as Hannah uh, rightly points out, apparently metal. Metal. <laughs> a lot of things fell on this man's yeah. head. Yeah. Um, is there anything else before we... I want to I wanna let the discussion include the listener with some town hall voicemails. But before we get into them, is there anything else about this episode that you were like, I have to... You said you had a Paul Shear story. Oh, that was it. Uh, oh, it was yeah. that it was connected to Paul Shear. Yeah, that I just you, manifested his appearance on the show. It was very weird. Do you have anything you were, when you watched, you were like, I have to talk about this. I really want to discuss this. No, I think we hit most of the things that I really wanted to talk about. Uh, I, I really loved H. John Benjamin on the show. And I, I hope that if, uh, if, if anything, that people will be encouraged to, to go and search his IMDb be like, oh my God, yeah, he's the voice of that guy. Like, I think like you'll be surprised that that person, that Scott the lawyer, is Bob. I feel like that's just a good Perfect. hobby to have is to like adopt a like adopt a character actor. You know what I mean? Just yes. like it, just like pick a good one, and then the dividends that your life will have. You know, just the reward of hearing and seeing this person. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's right. And or a podcaster, and hopefully they'll uh, be better pen pals than than other uh, people. I feel really bad now position. for starting my uh, how we know each other with that. It yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's all right. We're all going to break our okay. computers over our knees at the end it's of this all right. conversation. Gotta, this is a, this is you don't release the podcast, right? No, it's mostly for us. If this people is just have for the archives, right? right? Okay. If people yeah, have found a way to listen, we're in a lot of trouble. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I imagine this was just like uh this is a trial. Like uh this is basically VR. I just VR. think it's such a funny start to our friendship. Um, I agree. But- I agree. I agree. Don't feel bad. I think it's a very funny story <laughs> and I treasure listen, it deeply. 
I I just I hearing your voice before I went out and having that funny moment was very comforting and lovely that turned into a friendship. It so was I great. enjoy. It is great. I have very fond memories of that. Um, but we're gonna. We should I find talk- the email and should I read it out loud on the podcast? I think uh, that would be a fun <laughs> thing to do. Or would that? Or is that too stressful? No, you know what? Let's find it. Um, I've got it. I've got it. I've, okay, you've got it. I'm not. Now? Gonna, I'm not going to read it now that I'm reading it right now. I'm not. I'm not going to read it. Is it embarrassing? Out loud. It's. I don't think that we should read it out loud. But I'm reading it right now, and it's great. I'm looking for it too now. <laughs> the the subject line is Hanna Shapiro. Oh, I even bumped it at one yeah, point you did. before you, you responded. I said you bump. Did. I would still. Uh yes. Uh, it was January tenth. Is when you sent the email, yeah. well, New and Year, I don't New Year's resolutions. think Reach out we more. should reveal when the when the bump. <laughs> um, um, but there's a lot of the word "redacted" being used in our yeah. correspondence at that point. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a great. It's a great email chain. We'll all forward it to you. Great, thank you, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> well, everyone, the listener, you can imagine. Yeah. But for now, the email chain will be redacted. Yeah. Um, we do town halls because in Parks and Rec, the town is very much a part of yeah. the series, and we wanted it to be a part of this podcast. Uh, so we get voicemails. If you want to send us voicemail, it's speakpipe pontypublicradiocom You can email us at pontypublicradio at townhall at pontypublicradio.com or you can tweet at us at Radio Pony. So we have voicemails. Let's include them in the conversation. Our yeah. first voicemail is from Chloe G. Here we go. Hey guys, I've got a question for Josh. As an esteemed MCU podcaster, I want to know who you think the funnier character is, Andy Dwyer or Peter Quill. We'd love to know your thoughts. Thanks, team. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, of course, the MCU is the Marvel Cinematic Universe, where everything's connected, uh, based on Marvel Comics Superhero Library. Um, and Chris Pratt, as we mentioned before, this is pre-Marvel Parks and Rec, Chris Pratt. Uh, but there is a Marvel Chris Pratt to consider as well. And who's the funnier character, Andy Dwyer or Peter Quill? It's gotta be Andy Dwyer. Uh, wow. People on the Andy. edge of their seats. <laughs> Has to be Andy Dwyer, uh, and I'm I'm I don't want to reveal all the reasons why, but like Peter Quill, I guess he does voices from time to time. He does a Thor impression that's very good. Um, but once Andy Dwyer starts getting into, let's call it character acting, uh, you know, like real like character driven comedy, uh, that's the stuff. That's just really, really good stuff. I'll also just add, I think I think Peter Quill is very funny. A little too much murder for me. I think once yeah. you're a character who starts doing a little bit of murdering, it's just a little bit less... It's harder to be a true comic character yeah. with the murder. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And we're, we're comfortable revealing that Andy Dwyer doesn't murder anybody on Legend. Those are all alleged. Those are all allegations, right. but none of them have been confirmed. Yeah. Right. 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 Well, allegedly, Andy Dwyer doesn't murder anyone. On That's also show. true. Yeah. Yeah. That was a great question. Thanks for calling in, Chloe G. Thanks, Chloe. Next, we have uh, Jess Sterling, a good friend yes. of God. Hey, guys, it's Jess Sterling. Um, in this episode, Leslie has a few embarrassing purchases, one of which is a pillow of Daniel Craig. Um, <laughs> if you had to get a pillow in the shape of a celebrity crush, who would it be and why? Thanks, guys. Love the pod. Have a good one. 
Ed Harris. Hmm. I've just said I say Ed Harris for that question. And it's been something I've been doing for a couple decades now. So I guess yeah. I'll just keep doing it. I'll keep it in the family I and think do Ed Helms. I would <laughs> Do you have another Ed H to add, Hannah? Um no, my answer was gonna be another goofball turns handsome superhero. It was gonna keep it in the family that way. Ooh, okay, fine. You can keep that in the John family. John Krasinski. Mm. Uh, I don't know. With my he, he celebrity crush as stuff, a high school student. A lot of stuff with the CIA. I'm not sure I want him in bed with me. That's my big. <laughs> don't overtrust I know, him. I'm, I'm nervous about uh, yeah John Krasinski now that he's like um, like he really will like Chris Pratt. I feel like kind of like accidentally became an action star. Like I think like that wasn't like necessarily like career design. John Krasinski, I wouldn't classify as an action star, but I would classify him as somebody who has really, really, really tried to manifest for himself an action star career. And that but is I, a little alarming. It does I scare me a little. I loved him back in the day. I uh, loved him. I had Jim Halpert was my desktop screensaver. I didn't need the muscles and the spins. Yeah. I assume With, he spins in these action films. I think he probably does. With that kind of body pillow, do you think you have you purchased like a sort of Russian doll like series of them? So it's like you start with like a mop haired Jim Halpert and then you work your way towards CIA, CIA Jack Reacher and then you work your way towards some good news betrayal, John Krasinski. Um, I, I know it works that way with the with the Benjamin Button body pillow. Oh, <laughs> you buy an old baby and then you I just add water and it, it grows into it. <laughs> I do know that it works that way for the. Benjamin Button body pillow. Oh man, fast food really missed out on that merchandising. A rich, <laughs> rich opportunity. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh. uh, If you get in on the Russian nesting doll body pillow game, will mm. um, just send me an email and I'll respond to that one. Okay, I'll respond to our thread. It, se- it seems like we have one okay. going that begins with yeah. Hannah emailing you years ago. Yeah, <laughs> and then yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll bump it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh boy! I should have, I should have, I should have okayed my intro story. Do you think you'll think about this for a long time? I mean, you know me pretty well, so yes. But you shouldn't. You shouldn't. It's great. It's gonna be great. Um, our next uh, town hall voicemail is from Sarah. No H at the end. Hi, Hannah and Will and Josh. This is Sarah from. Los Angeles. I just wanted to call in and ask one of the many lost questions that I'm sure Josh is going to get. Who on the island is, do you think would survive best in a lost type of scenario? And why is it Ron Swanson? Love you guys and love listening to the podcast. Thanks, Sarah. So who, who from Pawnee would do the best on the lost island? Yes, I believe that's the question. Uh, you know, Brandanowitz makes it a while. Yeah. Unlost. So he plans, he plans a whole city there. Yeah. Yeah. He starts over. (laughs) Yeah. He really just remakes himself. Um, He is the city planner (laughs) that designed the others or whatever. He he built the temple. Um, (laughs) Great question. You know, I think, I think Ron Swanson is a very good answer because he'll go into the jungle. He'll build himself a cabin He'll be self-sufficient. He'll go fishing. He'll do all the things. 
and he won't get roped into any of the drama. Um, <laughs> he won't and be I, on the and show I like actively. His, <laughs> I like he will actively avoid being on the show. Uh, so I I think that he does the best. I don't know that he's the most entertaining to, wa- well, to watch, but I think he does the best. His, I think that his, his episode. I think Tom is, is probably very Sawyer esque. Yeah. I think like Tom uh, ends up filling like the Sawyer void. I will say something we did really early on in a pod was we were talking about how we won't spoil too much of Parks and Rec, and in giving that example, I spoiled the very end of Lost. <laughs> For some reason, I thought, I'll spoil this show to prove we won't spoil this. And we got a tweet that said, is Lost really them blank, blank, blank? Well, I'm about to be very triggered if you thought, if you sincerely think that, like, they were dead the whole time. (laughs) They were not. They weren't. I haven't watched Lost since high school, I'll be honest. They were not dead the whole time. It's not purgatory? I'm not going to talk about it. This, no. My claim really, to Lost really. fame is that I watched all of season two on an iPod video mini. <laughs> That's a pretty good claim to fame. Yeah, like cr- crouched over it. So now are you interested in maybe getting to know me a little bit now that you yeah, know that I, I have think about the potential? It. I think, no, because that's dedication. <laughs> How did you watch the other seasons? I think I had I got invited over to a friend's house who had TV. <laughs> Just one time, so you stayed at the friend's house until you were done? I think actually Lost was maybe the first like viewing party show in my life where people were like, we got to yeah. watch this and, and catch up on it. Yeah, it was for many, many people. Uh, that's how I watched it too, viewing parties. It was great. I didn't watch it on an iPad mini, but that sounds like a challenge and I'd like to try it. Pretty lonely. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, I don't know about Will, um, because I haven't seen you in an island setting, but Hannah, you made it, are are spoilers about your survivor experience allowed on the podcast? Yes, but the one reviewer will be mad. I don't care about that person. That person shouldn't be listening to the podcast. (laughs) I don't think they are anymore, honestly. Yeah, they shouldn't be. They shouldn't be. (laughs) The amount of times I've brought up. (laughs) You were on Survivor. It was an important part of your life. Get it, get it. Get a life reviewer. So would uh, I make it till the till the end and then fail somehow spectacularly at the very end? No, you just saying. wouldn't. You wouldn't be chosen to protect the island. I suppose that's I, okay. But I think that that's fine. You made it in every. You were in every episode, so that's good. Yeah, I'd get a romance with one of the the men. Yeah, almost certainly. Yeah, and we'd uh, Richard Alpert would ask you questions about that at the end. They'd be very inappropriate <laughs> and weird. Yeah. How does it feel for the first time ever to be surrounded by beautiful men, Hannah, yeah. on Lost? And I'll be like, well, I was trying to survive and figure out what this whole island was, but thank you for asking me about Sawyer and yeah. my steamy affair. Yeah, just asking. Is the- that a guy's, that's a guy's name, right? Sawyer? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. blonde dude, right? He's uh, the bad boy. He's the bad boy, yeah, yeah, yeah. You he know is, what? He's a Kate. blonde dude. Kate's a character as well. Yes, Kate. I remember Kate. Kate's there. Parks and Rec doesn't um, really have like type. You know, it doesn't have like, or not type, but it doesn't have teams. It doesn't have like team sorry or team whatever. Everyone's on the same team. That's just something I'm thinking about. <laughs> you don't have to go there too deep some, into it. It depends on the, the, the corners of the fandom you're examining, Will, because there are definitely people who are like team Jack versus team Sawyer. What's what I'm saying is like Jack versus Well, he's team saying there's no, there's no Parks and Rec equivalent yeah. of team Jack, team Sawyer. Is there? I don't want to spoil the show, but I have an example that comes to mind. Yeah, I do. Wait, 
Uh, like a okay, I can. I mean, I can think, but I think. Well, how long do you yeah. think it will take you to to describe this example, and then we can just tell people to skip forward exactly that much? We can. What? What if you say the example and we beep stuff out? Uh, you can. Is that gonna go? Do you, is that gonna cause you problems with editing? <laughs> yeah, bring it on. <laughs> Uh, it's gonna, you can skip forward, you could hit 30 seconds forward starting now, and I bet you'll be fine. You ready? So that's the warning, and I'm just gonna keep filibustering a little bit longer so that you've got time. Get those hit, sweaty skip little thumbs. 30 seconds, because it is gonna be so tight, but if you wanna mark the time code in case you wanna beep this Hannah or Will, now would be the yeah, time the to do it. The person who skipped 30 Dave, seconds ahead 30 seconds ago got some trouble. <laughs> team, team Dave or Team Ben? Um... There's I mean, team there really any, is this sort of it's is really this sort of like bad. a but who is on team Dave? Certainly no one anymore. They're out there. But they probably are yeah. out there. Probably like 51% of white men, unfortunately. Yeah. I'll like say that, it. That <laughs> one reviewer. Uh. <laughs> um our next voicemail. <laughs> I hope. Are you back? Did you skip? Are you back to yeah. us now, listener? Yeah. All right. Our next voicemail We're is done. from this is the name of the, the caller. I'm playing a character. Don't mind me. Dangerous. <laughs> Here we go. Character comedy. We love, we love to hear it. Hi, this is Barb from the Midwest. I just wanted to call in and say that you two have no idea what it's like living in a small town and going to these town halls. I mean, really, do you you don't know what you're talking about on this podcast? You sit here and you joke about A and B stories. What's an A and a B story? I don't understand what's going on here. I just super glued my fingers together, and I'm just trying to get some answers for how to unsuper glue my fingers together. What's the point of coming to these town halls if I can't get any answers? Oh, thank you. I just got very. I just got anxious. <laughs> <laughs> that made me nervous because <laughs> I like didn't know where it was going, and I was like, "Oh God!" And now like appendages are stuck to get like that made me really nervous. I think it. I just a thank you to the caller and the character for. I feel like it put me in the moment. You know, like I do feel like I empathized with, you know, being in a real town hall, which I someday I hope to. I hope to make that dream a reality, but that would make me anxious too. You guys ever super glued anything together? I'll start. Hmm. A kid named Ben in high school glued his ears together on a not together to each other, <laughs> but like whoa! I was made them like well, with elf the delivery ears. of that. I really thought that you were saying, yeah, I'll start a Ben, a kid in high school. Like you super glued Ben, like you like <laughs> that's definitely what I thought. I didn't just so glue Ben. Continued. I super yeah. glued Ben. <laughs> yeah, I super glued him to what? To a pole? Uh, <laughs> probably super glued like. Uh, some action figure parts to each other. My American girl doll got eaten by my dog, my dog at one point. It just got, you know, my dog ate a lot of Molly's hair off. So we, we, I'm struggling to see what the super glue has to do with that. Well, we tried to, you know, glue hair back on, but we ended up sending her to the American girl doll hospital. She came back in a wheelchair with a balloon. Otherwise intact. Otherwise intact. Have you stopped to consider that that wasn't your American Girl doll that came back to you? <sighs> and that it was just uh, capitalism uh, in action? And then uh, in the Black Mirror episode, that doll is now working in some doll mine. <laughs> yeah, it's like running on a treadmill in order to keep the rest <laughs> of us alive. 
and the energy pump. How you doing, Josh? How's life going? <laughs> You're doing all right? It's okay, I guess. Uh, not bad for the end of the world is what uh, Bucky Barnes says in Avengers Infinity War. That's what I'm now saying as my answer to that question. Josh, we both love you. Well, Will just met you, but he loves you. I feel a lot of love between myself and Will, so I feel like we've, we've really bonded quickly here. I'm glad. You're about to feel even more love, um, but not right away at the end of these voicemails. I, I brought the love on too quick, but your, your, your biggest fans call in at the end, but we're, we'll get to them. Okay. First, we have, so we have this thing on this podcast, Josh, where we have four different Connors who call in. Um, the callers Connor? Uh, four different guys named Connor. Four okay. separate men named Connor. Now, so we have two have of- they, have they uh, begun interacting with each other? There's some we flirting, I think. Become- I feel like there's a yeah. little bit of like, uh, I know Connor just called, you know, I think there's a little bit of like riffing with each other. Yeah. Okay. They're, they're the Connor Club. And so we have two members of the Connor Club, both who have called in before. We'll start with Connor R, who we've met before, and then we'll go to Connor Young. So first, Connor R. I, I do just want to add a disclaimer that we've never seen all the Connors in the same room together. And this American be, girl the same story. Connor. Yeah, it is making me yeah. have some questions. Really making me question things. Here's Connor R. Hello, Hannah, Josh, and Will. Should I have said Will first? Instead of Josh first? Yeah. I don't know. Anyways, this is Connor yeah, R. calling the- in. I don't have a question about Parks and Rec this week, but I do have a question that I'm hoping you can help me with. So I'm currently in a fight with my neighbor. Um, she came, this old lady came banging at my door, demanding her kitchen scissors back. I told her, no, ma'am, I don't have your scissors. I have four pairs of my own. And then she demanded to come into my kitchen, look through my drawers, until she was satisfied that I did not have her scissors. And then she demanded an apology for making her walk all the way down here. She's literally just a- across the, you know, apartment street thing. Um, yeah, so I-, I don't know what to do about it. And now she uh, just gives me death glares, which I guess I don't care about because, like, whatever. But how do I deal with an unruly neighbor who thinks I've wronged them, but I definitely have not? Uh, Thanks, guys. Love you. Bye. I think you got to move. Any other thoughts? First of all, (laughs) thank you for saying love you at the end. Let's just just acknowledge that you said love you. You dropped the album. Feel anxious again. I do feel weird that I got higher billing than Will in the in the in the beginning of the course. So does Connor R. He immediately tried to rectify it. I know. It. So at least like but he could have re recorded. <laughs> but he didn't. What do you what do you do? Um, I wanna I'm wanna, you know, give a measured I response say, in case. Yeah. Um, I don't wanna like I'm worried I'm a little worried that Connor R might play this for the neighbor. So I think we should just take that into Take that into account. Yeah, well, I, I think uh, I'm going to step in as as your H. John Benjamin here. I don't think you want to give any advice on this matter. Well, mm. I think uh, interesting. Yeah. So every time I was going to say I was in a crazy neighbor dispute, but if my lawyer is telling me not to, no, I just don't think that you want to get involved here. There's scissors involved. I don't. Think so you you're in a situation, though. Nope, Hannah. I think again, I'm going to piggyback off of what Josh is saying, and I think. Yeah. I don't think we want to touch this one. So there's think, a lady I, with scissors. Oh, we, no, I can't say the word scissors. Yeah, we don't want to concede that we know there's a lady with scissors. So I had my own neighbor thing. Can I say thing? No, you sure. having a neighbor implies that you live next to someone. 
And that, that's, no, that's a dangerous place point. to be. Yeah. yeah. I'm so sorry, Connor. Or my lawyers are telling me I can't say anything and help. But, but I hope I will send you. you a stuffed pig that says, hope you squeal with your navel, neighbor problems. I thought you Our next- squeal with your navel. Like, like you like, like belly button first when you squeal. When you- I'm sorry. I used Hi. to not say my R's and sometimes I drop them. Um, uh, it's okay. Connor Young is our next Connor calling in from the Connor Club. Hey, Hannah, Will, and Josh Wiggler. This is Connor Young calling in from Norman, Oklahoma. This week, I have a conspiracy theory slash question about how this episode of Parks and Recs relates to the final 10 of Survivor Millennials versus Gen X. We all know Hannah's been a huge fan of Parks and Rec for a very long time and had to have watched this episode probably right before she went on Survivor. That's an assumption, but I think we can make it. If she did watch this episode right before Survivor, that would have given her the kaboom mentality that could have helped her power through the game, especially at the final 10 rock draw. Do we think the kaboom mentality is what was able to get Hannah to keep her tribe strong and let them blow up their games while keeping Hannah's game intact and thus eliminating Jessica Lewis? AKA, did this episode of Parks and Rec cause Jessica Lewis to lose Survivor? I'd love to hear your thoughts. Thanks. Wow. Um, so to answer your question directly, I did watch this episode right before I went out, which should, is why... We don't, what, I, don't, I don't think that you should put that <laughs> on the air either. You're going to owe NBC money. Um, <laughs> you, should, you should edit that. I think you should edit that part out. <laughs> Let's edit that part out. I might edit that out, which won't make the rest of this make sense. But what you don't know is... No, don't edit it. Keep it in. Keep all of this part in, too. All game, I was trying to... I hired a guy with a a pickup truck. I kept trying to dump dirt on my competitors (laughs) to take them out. I love Uh, that guy. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. But it got cut from the show, and so I had to vote them out instead. That's how everyone got so dirty. (laughs) (laughs) yeah well they do do that uh will between challenges they'll just uh take dump trucks of dirt and just like pour them on the contestants this is after they've like showered and stuff oh yeah brush their teeth yeah brush your teeth yeah Yeah, they brush their hair for them too yeah 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 just make um if if josh feels any anxiety from any of the previous callers i hope he feels nothing but love from this next anonymous caller who is one of josh's biggest fans this is in another connor it's an anonymous caller. Okay, an anonymous Connor. No, no Connor. <laughs> oh, just an anonymous okay, got caller. It, got it. Okay. Hi, Will. Hi, Hannah. Love when you have guest experts like Matt on your show. He was terrific last week. I am so happy that you have my favorite survivor journalist, Josh Wiggler, and love that he is on an episode called Kaboom because he hosts the Wiggle Room. Um, also, go Mookie and the Dodgers. That's my mom Wait, saying go, hi. <laughs> go go who and the Dodgers? Mookie Betts and the Dodgers. Oh! It's, we've been Would sports. you believe that I... Mookie Betts was of the Boston Red Sox once. Yes. Yes, and then he became a Dodger player. And I know this because I was in a fantasy baseball league that I won. <laughs> Because of Mookie Betts? Thanks in no small part to Mookie Betts. This is uh, my mom calling in, by the way. I, you, listen, you know how much I love your mother. Uh, a huge fan. A huge fan. The feeling is mutual, and she has me thinking that I should rebrand as the Wiggle Kaboom. <laughs> the Wiggle Kaboom room. My my uh, mom loves Josh. 
Well, at right the night before the Survivor finale, my mom like ran up to Josh at one of the parties and was like, "Take had, care of her." We had a great time. We <laughs> talked. We we talked. We had a really fun conversation. She's really worried about you. She also listens to everything that you do. Like she, she's a big fan. Does she listen to the Lost podcast? I'll have to ask her. They're very. I don't long. know that she's okay ever she seen Lost. Is the thing. Um. All right. Well. For for your mother and anyone else who's interested in listening to the Lost podcast, you should watch all of Lost first because we do spoil the the show in the podcast constantly. Uh, well, she'll watch how many seasons of Lost does she have to watch? It's six seasons. There's 120 episodes, something around that mark. So, uh, Mom, if you really want to, you know, connect. I with recommend Josh it. A, I recommend yeah. it. Like, if you like Survivor, it's Beach People. You know, and there's mystery and intrigue and a lot of humanity. And there are jokes. There are, you know, there's warmth and empathy and people caring about each other. And then sometimes like shooting each other. That does happen. But it it's not like the norm. It does happen sometimes. There is a little. This is a great pitch for Lost. There is a in. little bit of murder. This is but how they it's pitch the show. Ton. <laughs> I think mm-hmm. this is like verbatim but word for word how they pitched the show originally. There's a little bit of shooting. Not all the time. <laughs> It's surviving. Josh, am I? Is this correct? Someone told me that they wrote the pilot and they just didn't expect to get picked up. Uh, I've heard that as well. Um, I believe Damon Lindelof, who is, you know, uh, one of the co creators of the show and one of the co showrunners of the show, this was like his, his biggest job of his career up to that point. He was like 30 ish uh, when he when he was running the show. And uh, like, I think like Lost became sort of like this overnight success that he was not anticipating. Then J.J. Abrams, who was like running the show with him after they'd made the pilot, then got hired to direct Mission Impossible 3. So he was Mm -hmm. like, all right, Damon, well, you're on your own. And so now 30-year-old Damon Lindelof was in charge of like the suddenly biggest show on television. That's horrifying. I will say- Uh, One more Lost. Oh. Well, I was just, I mean, that is my like- my same approach to any any pilot that I write is I also assume that it won't get picked up. So I think it's like yeah, a really great approach for writers I, to like go into that. You know, write like no one's listening. Yeah. Or reading. <laughs> I had one more yeah. Lost question. How would my mom do on Lost? She'd be great. She'd be great. Uh, she would get, she would get, there, not a lot of skiing. Hmm. That would be tough. Would you, she would just, she would leave every so often. They'd be like, where'd you go? Did you find the others? And she'd be like, I went skiing for yeah, a bit. Cross country, sure. But I, I mean, there's no snow really. Uh, we have one more voicemail. It's a jungle climate. Let's play the voicemail. Hey, Hannah and Will. Sports guy dad here. Uh, soccer? Yes. Soccer they call football. It's the most popular sport in the world. How could I not like football, soccer? Uh, but that was really a, would have been a great question for Matt, but I'm going to let Josh Wiggler tell you whether or not soccer is, should be considered as one of the five sports when there are only really four sports in, Amer- in the United States of America. Uh, but soccer's great, and love the Premier League, and love loved Beckham, love Ronaldo, love them all. This is my dad, <laughs> sports guy dad. He calls in. Uh, uh, yeah, soccer's one of the five sports for sure. 
There you go. A I, professional yeah. answer. Yeah. What are the five sports? Baseball, basketball, football, football. Yeah. Foot, and hockey. Football, hockey. Uh, I, I feel bad that tennis is. We only have or five. Go- and some people are going to be like, what about golf? And I'm going to say, what about golf? <laughs> You heard it here first. What about golf, Sports Guy Dad? That's my um, question for Sports Guy Dad next week. We could what keep about this, golf? We could keep this going for a while. Golf. <laughs> yeah. um, we, Just pass we, the, continue the chain. Twitter-wise, Twitter Dave Backer had also asked which Parks and Rec character would fare best on La- Lost, but we've covered that, Dave. And also he asked, we have to go back, Leslie? Um, that's a... That is associated with a really big lost spoiler that I don't feel comfortable spoiling on this podcast. I vaguely, it's so funny because I now I'm going to want to go back and watch rewatch Lost, but I have not seen it since high school. So I'm just remembering my high school self as we discuss Lost that, watching this that's show. That's like a very lost thing to do is to like suddenly have a, a whole flashback episode like that's a flashback. just you in high school. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. How'd you get here? They do that sometimes. <laughs> All right, Josh Wiggler is now going to read a five-star review of our podcast. Um, good luck. All right, this is a five-star review. It's posted on uh, September 18th, 2020 by April Ludgate PNR. Uh, April Ludgate PNR says, I want to lick Will's nose. That's the subject line. And then the review says, Hannah and Will, and guest? Hi! I wanted to make this review to tell you how awesome this podcast is. Also, Parks and Rec is on Peacock, and it's free. Love every new episode. More and more. Love you and the podcast. That's the review. Thank you so much, April Ludgate PNR. That's really good. Um, Those? Yeah, go to Peacock if you yeah. want to watch it as soon as it gets taken off of Netflix. That's a I, helpful I reminder. Did it. I did that. That's how I watched it today. How, how was your Peacock experience? It was good. I'd also say you- watch the... Let's watch the Amber Ruffin show. No affiliation, just excited. <laughs> I watched it. There was a commercial, but it's free otherwise. So I what mean, what was the commercial for? I Did you remember. buy the product? No, okay. I don't remember. I recently bought a Wolverine action figure, and I was playing with my Wolverine action figure instead of watching the commercial. That's a good way to spin the commercial breaks. Yeah, yeah. Here, I'll show you. Uh, I have him handy. He's like my stress Wolverine. Oh, Wolverine with the X Men. Whoa! I uh, took off his hand by accident. Also, I, I, he doesn't have his claws out. I don't want him to hurt anybody. He's a sweetheart, Logan. He's a sweet Wolverine. <laughs> yeah, he's a good. This is a, a nice Wolverine. Um, I don't want you to ever go, but I do have to leave. I know, and so I want to. It's uh, an awkward thing though, because I also you. don't want to go. <laughs> so nobody will. Do you want us to go? Are you the? Are you? Or are you with us? That it's sad to see us go. Yeah, I'm with you. I've, I've been, I feel like I'm like the embodiment of the no you hang up energy in a, the form of a person. So I'm always I'm always on board to make make a goodbye last just a little bit too long. Listener, this is I hope you've listened <laughs> to, to this point. If you have, let's do something we haven't done in a very long time. Oh, are we going to sing? I mean, we've not sung in a very long time. I was going to say create a hashtag to let uh, us know you made it to this point. Um, more like a hashtag, if- am I right, Josh? Oh, that's it! <laughs> <laughs> no, 
No, we gotta have a better one. Uh, yeah, yeah. Check your. Uh, I like a tale of two two Pauls. <laughs> a tale of two Pauls. Yeah. Hashtag uh, a tale of two Pauls. Yeah. Double Paul. Hashtag double Paul. There's a couple of Pauls. Hashtag there's a couple of Pauls. You have many <laughs> options for this hashtag. Hashtag a tale of two Pauls. Hashtag double Pauls. Hashtag there are two Pauls. Hashtag. Dos hashtag. Paulinos. Hashtag. <laughs> ha- hashtag. Hashtag. I really have had a great time here. Uh, this has been really, really wonderful. Love that your parents call in. I think that that's really great. That, that's just a great energy to have here as well. They're great. I love them. And, and I, I like them too. And I will be really interested to know uh, what uh, Sports Guy Dad thinks about golf. Um, I, I mean, don't spoil a, it for me. I don't want to. I, I, I won't spoil it. You know what? I won't do that. Um, I will say I'm I'm curious. I feel like my mom will start watching Lost now. Um, and my mom gets it's really into shows. It's on it's Hulu. On, it's on Hulu. Great. It's on Hulu. Mom, if you're listening, it's on Hulu. If you're listening Hulu. from the other room, it's on Hulu. <laughs> it's on. Um, it's on Hulu, and I recommend it. It you know it is old. Even though sometimes it's a stressful show, it is ultimately much like Parks and Rec, also a show about hope and community. Where can the listeners find you? I'm sure they know, but um, well, I'm not going to tell you where you could like physically find me, but where you can find my voice. Uh, instead of my body, is Post Show Recaps is the name of the podcast network of which I am a part. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Round Howard. You can read my work at thehollywoodreporter.com, thr.com. Spoiler alert, Josh is an incredible writer and an <laughs> incredible interviewer. Um, I'm all right. I'm okay. Uh, now, kaboom that number, that self-evaluation by 100. Okay. And you have the accurate yeah, that's representation. Probably. So th- those are how those are methods with which you can you can track me down. I podcast about Lost. I podcast about Marvel movies. Um, yeah, it's a good time. I podcast, podcast about Lovecraft Country, which is an intense show that's on right now. Uh, I'm going to be podcasting about The Walking Dead again very soon because The Walking Dead's coming back. It's not a great show, but the podcast is really fun. I was going to say R.I.P., but I guess Walking Dead, the whole thing is that That's <laughs> R.I.P. The whole point. doesn't last for long. Yeah, No one's resting and there is no peace. Okay. <laughs> um, thank you so much for coming on. Should we all shout something at once to say goodbye? Yeah, Just since we kaboomed in. Okay. Yeah, we should kaboom out. So I'll count down from it 10. It will be like, a oh, from 10. And then like 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, kaboom. Yes. Instead of a zero. Should I go from 15? Is that too low a number? Well, that is a lost number. Okay, let's do it from 15 then. And the zero is a kaboom. So we say kaboom. On the zero. On the zero. When we would have said zero. Yes. All right. 15, 14, 13, 12, 11, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, beautiful see you next time all right bye